Alright guys, episode 7 of The Sesh, Ave, Rob, we should be joined later by a guest, um, Maestro, we'll get into him when he uh, gets here, mm. yeah, um, so what should we go for? You brought up something interesting mm. about um, your dreams, and I was going to ask you, like, does meditation help with like any type of like foreseeing? Nah, you know what meditation helped me with dream-wise? I think it was, um... Used to have nightmares pretty frequently, mm. and ever since I started meditating, I've, I've been able to like take myself out of them and wake up. Really? Yeah. Wow. So the nightmare would be happening. Well, I'm trying to think of a nightmare that I've had. Sometimes when, all right, yeah, this is like really weird episode, but I have this nightmare set, or I had this nightmare where I was laying in bed. It was totally dark, mm-hmm. and I just can't move. And that's really the nightmare. Like I, I'm stuck. I can't You're move. Stuck. Like I'm just like I'm. I'm aware. I'm conscious, but I'm not moving. I'm not blinking. I'm just like there. Wow. And then I hear voices. It's some weird shit. But then, yeah. um, eventually, in all that, you kind of I or at least I kind of find my breath. Mm-hmm. And that just that's my tunnel out. Mm. And um, eventually, like now, I just don't have nightmares anymore. Mm. Now they're just like a blend of. Mm. Of, I guess the dreams are a blend of like fear, sometimes elation, sometimes nostalgia, like last night, you know. Gotcha. Just a lot of weird shit. But do you remember most of your dreams? Because I know Hallie doesn't. My dreams, it's weird because like certain ones I remember distinctly and other ones happen. Mm-hmm. And like I remember where I had, like where I've seen the occasion before. But it's like a deja vu thing. Yeah, but like I remember, like you know how deja vu is like. I feel like I've seen this before. I actually know where and when I've seen it before. And, and that's it when you connected to the dream. Yeah. Um, so that's what happens mostly. No, you said something about foreshadowing. Does that ever happen in your dreams or? Yes. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I'm trying to think of like a concrete example that's recently happened. There's been a lot of stuff that, like, not even in, like, a dream, but I'll think about, and it'll happen, like, right after I think about it. That's weird. Like, I'll give you a prime example. Um, So me and Arthur were dropping off his friend, Sabrina, and earlier that morning, I'd watched this video on Redman, and he was rolling the ball. I don't know why I watched this. I was waiting for the train. I hadn't anything special to do. I didn't know how to roll the blunt. Yeah. And this Redman of all people. I'm not a fan of this man. So then... Uh, she texts Arthur like, "Oh, like Red Man's outside. Red Man or, Me- or Method Man is outside." What? Yeah, outside of her, and that's just like the same day. That's or weird. I'll be like, um, I'm trying to think because there's, there's a bunch of stuff. Like this is the umbrella. I think we mentioned. I think I mentioned this like yeah, a little bit ago. Like, yeah. oh damn, it'd be cool. If someone give me an umbrella. I'm walking, bang, someone gives me an umbrella. Weird. So it's just like there's been a lot of like, okay, I have this thought, and then like it manifests somehow. Yeah. 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 Kind of same with me. Um, I had to go to this career fair recently just because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You feel that, like, kind of setting in right now. But yeah. <clears throat> I went. wasn't really expecting anything. I went as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And um, lo and behold, I guess just, like, by intuition or I don't really know what. But um, I ended up talking to these two students who were also volunteers. And... Um, I'm asking them, like, who I'm supposed to direct to because I'm supposed to direct to some, like, boss lady, but mm-hmm. it was just mad disorganized, so I just end up, like, yeah, just follow me, and it turns out she was, like, the same major as me, mm-hmm. and that's rare as fuck because, like, my major is, like, literally when I can, I, I can, I feel like I can honestly say it's a 1% of, <laughs> really? yeah. Like, what is it? 
SDS, Science, Technology, and Society. Okay. So at an engineering school, like, being how liberal that is, niggas don't fuck with it. Yeah. So it was weird. And we made that connection, and she was like, yeah. It's funny you mention that, because I, my problem with SDS is that occupation and like it's since it's a liberal arts it's kind of hard to get like a yeah. like a solid gig afterwards and i expressed that to her and she was like yeah it's funny you mentioned that we're actually having info session about like potential careers and shit and i was like bet <laughs> so I, I don't know arthur mentioned something about like your third eye being that like being able to he did right yeah about, like i don't know and then you know maestro mentioned something the other day uh, when he was saying like it's crazy how he like he loves to make beats because like it's something that's in his head and he can just create that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but yeah um, I'm trying to figure out what that is I'm not, honestly I've been thinking about having certain periods of study in my day outside of like the classroom like like um Kate showed me this book on alchemy that I'm about to buy. Right. Yeah, it's um alchemy and mysticism. Mysticism. Hmm. Um Has she seen this like in her granddad's house or something? She has it in her house. She showed it to me. Oh yeah. Could be promising then. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm about to cop that. I told you about the meditation pillow. Mm-hmm. And I wanna get into um Did you settle on one or are you just looking No, at I'm still looking. I want to yeah. get some robes. It looks so fly. Yeah, honestly. that could be that could be a great addition, actually. I might have to call it. Um, yeah, just get a bigger one though. A bigger one? That's my only complaint. I want a bigger one. I was considering getting a new one, but I was like, that'd probably be against the practice, like the foundation of it. You you said you mentioned before how you have like tight hips. Yeah. So how does that affect your sitting? Because I notice it's like affecting my. Oh really? I mean, yeah. tight hips really for me is like hip flexors. Mm-hmm. You know your hip flexors, mm-hmm. but um. I don't know how how do I sit. It's something that your body just gets used to. I'd say. Cause like either I'll be like leaning and falling backwards, or leaning and falling forwards. Never like erect. Yeah, I mean, some people say that you should just like sit in a chair erect and then just work your way down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually what the book recommends. In some cases, I mean, you could sit like on crisscross. I mean, I feel like that's the way. Ideally, when it gets a full lotus someday, but just. If, the more you sit, the more you kind of like your body gets Here's my truck. gets used to it. So, yeah, weird. Our guest is arriving here. My truck. We already started recording, so you can just hop in. What's up? What's up? What's up? Right, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Titus Smith, aka Maestro TS. Got to speak up a little bit. Alright. Yeah, so I'm Titus Smith, aka Maestro TS. I'm a music producer, a DJ, and a pianist. What's up? You're performing in Kubi's talent show, right? That's uh yeah. March thirtieth. Yeah. Who are your influences? Uh David Benoit, Martin Garrix, um thank you a few more. Debussy. Mm-hmm. Um I have a lot of influences. I can't think of them all at the moment. Some of these artists I've never heard of before, like, are they? Well, one um, is, like, an electronic DJ, which is what I'm trying to become. And then um, David Benoit is a jazz pianist that I really, I really love his work. Mm. And, um, what else did I say? 
things. Uh, Debussy is one of the best. Um, he's one of the best classical pianists I've ever heard of, or I've heard all of his pieces growing up, and I really like his song Arabesque One. And I'm thinking I might play that one in the talent show. How long have you been playing the piano? Since I was like seven, which is about, uh, like, I guess eight years. Eight mm. years. Wow. Mm, yeah. What got you? Like, what made you decide to become a producer? Um, I used to like make songs on my keyboards, and then I just decided to take it to another level by um, getting professional software like FL Studio 12, and I just decided, or in loving, I started to make music on there and just make compositions, and it turned out really good, and lot, it took lots of practice, but it was definitely worth it and opened up a lot of doors for me. Now, would you consider yourself better at arranging a musical piece or you do you prefer mixing it or do you really not really care well i like to do all of it like when it comes to music production it's a whole process so it involves arranging sounds it involves um it involves refining it mixing down a song everything is goes all into one so like when you're music producing it's a long process. You start from scratch, you make the sound, and then you put all the sounds together. You arrange them, and then you mix them down, and so on. Now, Avery mentioned that most of your producing is first kind of idealized and yeah, then put in the play. Exactly. It all is um, usually an idea in my head. It's about to wrap up. So just... Oh, okay. Yeah. And I just do, yeah, may form it through there. Cool. You were explaining your producer. Yeah, so like, I love how it starts off with just like an, an idea because you can make something that was once in your head into something that everyone can hear. Yeah. So, I love like how, I just love that. Like, it's a, it's not too hard when you really have an idea behind what you're creating. Mm -hmm. And... It's a lot of, um, it does take a level of skill to become great at putting your ideas together and exactly like how you hear it. That does take skill and practice. Or did you say you're getting closer to that as time goes? Like yeah, I'm ideas? getting really good at that. I'm getting a lot better at that than when I started. No, what made you choose FL Studios out of all the other dolls? It was um, a doll that my friend actually came with i had never heard of it and when i saw him using it i was like uh so is it better than pro tools is it better than logic i was kind of skeptical about it but then he showed me all the things you could do with it and i was just amazed by it so ever since then i started using it and getting better at it yeah how much would you say music producing is knowing how to operate and like master the digital audio workstation i say a lot of it it's that way now. You, it's a huge part of that. Um, if you really don't know how to um, the workflow of a DAW, it is. Um, it can be even more complicated to make your idea an actual song. Yeah. So, yeah. it's why I use FL Studio instead of going to a DAW like Ableton. If I have an idea in my head, I wouldn't open up Ableton and make an idea in Ableton because I don't know how to use Ableton that yeah. well. Yeah. 
So it definitely makes a difference. So does it matter necessarily like the software you use or how well you know how to use the software? It matters how well you know how to use the software. Okay, so like, it's just not like there probably is a difference between like say Logic and FL Studios, but yeah. like, is there could that would that be like a difference in skill that's developed or no? Um, it's it's actually kind of both. Like, it's a difference in like how the um the DAW is set up because Logic is a lot more organized than FL Studio. FL Studio is a little disorganized. Lots of DAWs are designed like the way Logic is. Like mm -hmm. Pro Tools, for example, in Ableton, they kind of have the same, almost the same workflow as Logic and all the other ones. Mm -hmm. FL Studio can be tricky when you're, when you're doing that. So as a producer, producers like to switch in between every now and then. And yeah, that's just... Sorry, what was the question? You pretty much answered it. Mm -hmm. I answered yeah. it. Did you, are, do you want to learn different DAWs? Is that like on the horizon or are you chilling with FL right now? Well, I'm really hoping that I get to a level where I ha I have exposure when I'm like big or really good at like FL Studio to the point where I could just start using Pro Tools to master my songs or record vocals and I'm doing a little bit of that now, but I really want to get my name out there more before I start switching to different DAWs. Hmm. And when I, I'm, I listen to like some of your SoundCloud, what you have posted, I kind of got like a lot of house. Yeah, it was a lot of house. Yeah? Mm -hmm. so would you ever see yourself switching or is, I mean, I feel like house is it's a staple in electronic, like DJ. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually do kind of a mixture of songs. Uh, I always, as a producer, I always challenged myself to do different genres from the beginning. Like, since I was 13, I started out with hip-hop, and I wanted to become, and I wanted to master every single genre until I was solid at all of those genres. Mm -hmm. And I paused that EDM because EDM was such a huge genre. It had sub-genres, and each sub-genre was co so complex, it took years to even master them. I still haven't even mastered Future House all the way, but I'm getting pretty close to like becoming really good at mastering it. And um, it's just with um, House, it's it's a genre that makes me feel more creative. And hip hop's more of like an easy genre where it doesn't take me as long to make a song, but with House. Yeah, you were saying. But house. <laughs> oh, alright, yeah. alright, yeah. But um, with house, it's more. It's a lot more complex. It's a lot. Um, it's more I could do. It takes months usually just to get complete one project, like days, hours, mm. weeks, even just to perfect everything, mix downs, now, everything. I have a question for both of you. How is it to um? How can like a person make this stuff more accessible for themselves? Accessible, in what like way? you guys use like DAW. I don't even know what that is. Digital um, audio workstation. Yeah, like how? Because it seems like there's like a lot of knowledge to mm -hmm. like kind of go at and like stab at and try to get into. So like with anything like that dense, it's kind of like hard to kind of find one's footing. Yeah. So like, how would you guys go about doing that and educating yourselves, or who educated you? Yeah, uh, you can answer first if you want. 
Um, I guess just um, breaking it down as simple as possible. Just breaking down the language, breaking down the, um, you know, just the basic vocab of it. And you really, you gotta know what it is in order to really understand understand it. But if but breaking it down, you have to see it visually. Like FL Studio, you'd have to see what a mixer looks like. You have to see what a channel looks like, what a kick is, what sounds make what, what a preset is, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like a good stepping stone would be the internet, you know, hit YouTube, hit the manuals that they have published for some of these softwares. And um, a lot of it really isn't as much learning as you think it is. It's really like in your ear, you know, the more you listen to music, the more you just kind of have this stuff ingrained in you. Like you may not know the definition of like what a kick is, but you've heard it before, definitely. Yeah. So because you've heard it before, you kind of know how that operates and where it should be and how it should be. So it's kind of like 50-50 learning and then 50-50 just trusting your instinct. At least that's what I find. Exactly. It's definitely intuitive and it's always something that when we listen to music, we know the format of how a song should sound or we know what notes go together or what notes don't just all maybe subconsciously because we've heard it for years and years in every other song. So... He makes a good point there. Yeah. All right. So, favorite genre of music? Everyone's going to go around and say it. And the, qu- the person ask- asking the question will go first. Oh, I have to go first. Yeah. <laughs> he saw my diversion. <laughs> that Sharon guy. Uh, my favorite genre of music? I'm going to have to... I think my taste is growing for sure. Yeah, but it like, changes too. I, th- I have to say, like, I'm always gonna be rooted in like some type of soul music. Okay, yeah, that's Eve. Yeah, always some type of like melodic. I love like singers. I love like I was playing Frank Ocean. You never heard really a lot of Frank before. It was so good. It was so good. Yes. Yeah, that's an experience. Yeah, Frank's definitely an experience. I mean, hey, taste change. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, But yeah. So I, I have to say that because even like soulful. my favorite rap, it comes through like kind of the old yay in a way, yeah, the more soulful samples, mm-hmm. and just like even though that's definitely changing a lot though too. Rap's mm-hmm. a whole different animal, a whole yeah. different beast. Yeah, some people are. It's definitely it's it's, a, it's an interesting culture right now. I digress though. Fuck. <laughs> so leave me then. Yeah. Favorite genre. 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 <laughs> It's a hard question. That is a really tough question. There's so many. Um, I don't know. I could say jazz, but I feel like I'm not. Jazz is so broad, and I haven't even covered what I need to... Like, to say that I'm a jazz fan, I haven't listened to. But I want to say jazz because it influences, like, my next genre, which would be rap. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what I'm going to have to go with because I know that the best, I think, and plus... There's so much that can be expressed. <laughs> there, there is. So there is. True. Maestro. Uh, yeah. Um, I like so many genres. I think my main one would have to be, of course, in electronic, which is, uh, I'd say, I think I like Future House a lot because I listen to it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I really love soulful, uh, soulful music. Mm-hmm. I love rap. Um, That'd be like my second favorite. 
Um, I love. It always the question always gets deeper. Yeah, yeah. Always gets deeper. It's like, um, now I kind of like in just talking with you guys, I'm kind of comparing music to martial arts in my head a little bit because it's like there's a lot of different styles and like a lot of different, like, especially with rap too. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Wu Tang was onto something. But like, there's a yeah. lot of different like kind of techniques. Definitely. Definitely. Just like very personal and like rappers like well they used to like approach it like that in a way like you could hear like if you if you rapped on the song with somebody else that they were both just going as hard as they could just to outshine the other person it was like there was a sportsmanship to it yeah i mean now you just kind of hear the recipe which is unfortunate but yeah i mean we're kind of moving away from it groups like brockhampton i don't know Mm -hmm. if y'all listen i mean like it's a pretty cool rap group it's like it's huge it's like a boy band that's what they call themselves a mm. bunch of different members come from a bunch of different backgrounds i think i mean you fuck with them yeah are they like odd future-esque like in, as far they as like, definitely i feel like they definitely took some influence from our future but um i feel like the defining difference between them and odd future would be um, i guess i mean i i want to say dark but our future was like mm-hmm. a little bit more to the left side of the spectrum they're kind of more dark, but like in a realistic way, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'd give them a listen, though, because there's so many different perspectives they got. I mean, I haven't really known there to be like any other like self-proclaiming gay rappers, but like they have one in the band, and he's tough. Kevin Abstract, he's tough. So, I mean, it's a lot of different perspectives. You'd be listening to some shit that may like, oh, whoa, never heard that shit before, but like, you know, open up. Mm-hmm. Open up. Mm. I definitely keep an open mind listening to lots of new stuff, lots of new music, even genres I've never heard of before. I think that's what makes music such an art, is because you could experiment with anything. You could make anything new, or anything that may sound so bad, I guess, at first, may turn into something that really, that grows on you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've always liked, um, in music, how could listen to something one day and then the next day you could just listen to something that just, just like knocks you mm-hmm. like something you just didn't expect yeah ever what do y'all think about kendrick um i mean i do think he's uh oh no you go first <laughs> kendrick kendrick lamar listen aka benz is to me just a car Kendrick is definitely one of the most talented of our generation. I want to make that claim first. Sure. I just want, I don't know. I i feel like Kendrick is definitely leading the example as far as like talents and ambitions go and like, like where you can get to like giving, I guess, other artists something to strive for. I just don't think that other artists are fighting back, mm. you know? the drake shit yo i want that to happen so bad <laughs> like you don't understand if they like would just trade verses like they could just trade words. songs back that'd be forth. tough i feel like he's definitely challenging the game but i just feel like the game isn't up for the challenge exactly that's exactly. that's my thoughts i'm not i was gonna say yeah he's killing the he's definitely killing the game he's yeah. almost like i guess he's the whole package like he's got Great performing skills. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. He's just got straight bars. Where's <laughs> like, the influence that he has? 
Period. It's crazy. I don't really think any of these new rappers can really compete unless, like, I've actually, actually met some pretty decent, pretty amazing, actually, rap, new rappers. Like, local, bro? Like, freaking, you know her. Like, Felicia. Oh, Felicia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, who else? Who else have I met? I know there's one other rapper named Rex. He's pretty good. He's got some sick stuff in the making. I think Kendrick's, like, in a way, paving, like, yeah. the, the current landscape for them. Because, like, they're learning. They're also, like, learning off of, like, his sound and his, um, his, like, everything. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, we live, we live in a time where, like, our, our like, kind of generation, like, our ears are all over the place. Yeah, And, definitely. like, Kendrick's kind of keeping... Like that, that influence there with like what rap is, was what it's supposed be. to sound like the culture, yeah. More coming, but did you see it live or did you? Did you no, see no, I saw him perform on this TV thing. My mom left on the TV, I saw him performing, and I was like, Who is this? Yeah, right. I think it was like two years ago something i don't know but like i saw him performing i was like who is this my mom was like this is kendrick lamar i was like no way Damn, one of these new rappers he was like yeah she was like i was like no way yeah i think kendrick is um i'm a, I'm a huge fan honestly I, I i go back to his work and like i'm a fan of, like everything what do you think of overly dedicated Overly dedicated. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I haven't. What? I'm surprised you hit me with that too. Nah, I was not expecting that. Dedicated. I came on. I'm gonna tell you. He became like my favorite when I heard "Sing About Me" because just like the story yeah. he told about, yeah, like yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure why I'm so infatuated with death. Maybe my imagination is just the aggravation of threats. Like once he just hit me with that, maybe because I'm a dreamer and sleep is the cousin of death. Like I actually think that was the point where I started fucking with Kendrick after you put me on the "Sing About Me" about. Yeah, yeah. That is, I'm like. A track like that, those come very rare. And it's just like, at the same time, he'll give you, um, like, even on Good Kid, he'll give you a, um, he'll give you a song like, uh, I'm, I'm blanking. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, it was the, the song that got all the radio play. I'm trying to think. Oh, where Pour are you from? Drink. Oh, that swimming one pools? Too. Yeah, swimming pools. Swimming yeah. Pools. But even then, if you go back to like Section 80, you have like a bunch of different it's like a whole different take on just music in general weird i love the spiteful chant sounds. exactly the spiteful chant that shit was crazy and then you have his second like actual debut album he has Pac on it at the end he has tupac on his album like yeah. just the amount of homage he's been kind of doing good things bro i just want to see like others step up to that level you mentioned your parents are your parents supportive of your musical endeavors uh yeah, yeah? they're very supportive of everything music and definitely the supportive of my whole craft they've been supporting me since i was since i started which was like since i was eight are they listeners have they ever listened to some of your work or yeah they my mom like sometimes i'll be in my bed and i hear my music blasting downstairs <laughs> i'd be like what are they doing down there and yeah. they'd be blasting my music that's like, awesome two in the morning that's tough that really while i'm trying really to tough. sleep that's really tough actually. yeah I mean, you kind of, um, with your music, you want it to be out there. You want to make a name for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I can be sometimes coming from this area where it's not really heavily populated. Mm -hmm. I'm a little insecure about it. So, yeah. like, spreading my name in this area has been, like, super hard. But, like, um, 
spreading like my name overseas like to get their attention was something that kept me going so like it's something that actually motivated me to get my name out there to say hey you know what i'm gonna do what, what i want to do regardless of what people around me think it's weird and it's actually crazy how much support i've been getting about doing this type of music that's tough that's tough yeah i mean i feel like there's definitely not enough people of color in electronic yeah definitely not enough i know dj carnage is like one of the only african-americans dj one of the only african-american djs i know that are so big in electronic music and i haven't seen too many that are like even trying to really pursue that so it's good to be kind of original like with that style of music also Word. Are you familiar with Keitronada or um, forgetting the other artist? Is Keitronada the um, the kind of uh, housey? He's the mm. kind of uh, old school house. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've definitely heard some of his. Yeah. Like, I was obsessed with his flume remix. I used to listen oh to it nonstop. God. Yeah, weird. Nah, I love Keitronada. I've seen, I actually got the pleasure to see him live. And, um, wow. Yeah, that was that was a Where'd vibe, you see bro. That must um, have been huge vibe. Fuck, what was that? New York? Black, um, black something, black, it was like in Brooklyn or something. Oh, no, I don't know. Afropunk. Oh. So I'm at Afropunk. Yeah, that shit was very wavy. Actually saw Brockhampton there, too. Mm. That was, I mean, I didn't expect to see, like, a lot of artists. I mean, Afropunk is one of those venues where, like, you could just go and you could see people of color doing their thing in so many different facets. It's amazing. Mm. But... Mm. Any ideas what to go to next, guys? Mm. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. Um. So we're gonna go back to the point about music and martial arts. So I guess um. What I noticed, or like the main correlation I saw, was just like the approach to it, like how you were saying, like you kind of have to make it in its simplest form. Like I've noticed that's like that's what I'm doing with Arthur. Like it's a lot of simple stuff you're gonna learn, mm-hmm. and then he, he says, then you put it all together, and it's all just kind of like letters in the alphabet, and you can just write however much you want. Yeah, yeah. I've seen with me like how, at least with production, how that bleeds into a lot of other things, as far as meticulousness. So, I guess before I started producing, I mean, you know me, grammar, that's really big on it, but like, as I started getting more into it, I started, you know, I only want this part of like, this drum break, and that's kind of like, bled into English, how like, okay, I only want this part of the idea, I'm gonna cut everything else, that's kind of like frivolous to this. Like, I mean, it's the same point of reducing down things down to its simplest form, I feel like, I mean, in many ways, it's, I guess that's the building blocks of life, but it's just like, I don't know. I get I, In the motion, you kind of forget about it. Or like, as you go through it, sometimes you forget about it. Just like life in general. Mm. I feel like um, with martial arts, we're talking like music and martial arts, you have to, um, martial arts is like another way of expressing how you feel or how it could use to express anger or mm. anything. And fun, fun fact about music, I express a lot of my emotion in my music. Mm. So it's like, it's a good opportunity for like anybody who's like an artist 
or anything to really just take what they have built up inside and just let it out in any way they can. Mm. And I think that's that may be how it is for all arts, mm. actually, not just martial arts or music. Yeah, forms of expression. I noticed that with like my writing too. Yeah. Um, I'm writing a piece for Crew Show, and like I'm, I just actually sat down to write it today. And it was a lot of stuff that I had, I had like been thinking about, but it was just manifesting itself into like the poem that it is. So it just kind of came out while you were writing it. Well, it kind of like had been coming out, and it was I was finally like making myself record it down, writing it, and like saying, you know, put it put it on paper, make it real. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Um, talking about this, it kind of made me think of um, how we all have like quote unquote different souls, and how that's kind of like mm-hmm. represented by whatever expression you choose to convey. Mm. So I was kind of curious of what you guys may think your soul, like characteristics of your soul. Like right now? Like right now. From from the little bit that we may know. I think the person asking us to answer that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next. All right, that. So I don't know. I guess about the soul characteristics, maybe. Um... I do, I can be kind of rebellious and, like, iconoclastic. Um, I definitely need freedom, and, like, I'm not big on restraints at all. Um, Fire sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what's an, I'm trying to think of one more characteristics. I'm very, like, uh... I guess mental, and that kind of goes back to the astrology thing, too. But, I mean, I feel like thinking isn't really a part of, like, you know, your soul-esque. I'm not really sure. Mm. I don't know. Because I'm not really sure if the soul is something that just moves, you know, without thought or consciousness. I think our soul is like thought and consciousness. Yeah? I think that's what it really is. I feel like our soul is something that will always be with us. And I feel like it's something that is actually, like, that learns from experience. My personal belief is, like, we're, like, we're spiritual beings and we're, like, inhabiting a human experience right now on Earth. All together, meeting new people, learning new things, and then we just go one day. And that's, like, really deep, actually. Yeah, that's pretty deep. (laughs) We just go one day and with all that where does everything that just happened to us go i feel like that's our soul yeah the happiness i feel at one moment everything it just all just kind of goes into it i said we're gonna need two more yeah honestly i was gonna say like what you just said pretty much like about how our lives are just really experience it is um and today in my psych class we were talking about um kind of like good and bad experiences we were talking about happiness and like emotions Mm -hmm. and like i think one of the biggest things is that you can't really truly be like at peace or like happy if um like you don't realize that everything that is like a stimulus to you that either makes you sad or makes you happy is like transitory it's going to be gone someday so are you Mm -hmm. so you're pointing about like my, my soul's characteristics I don't know. I feel like right now, I feel like I've always been kind of like all over the place in a way. Mm-hmm. Like just hand in many pots. Yeah. Like, um, I kind of like that. Yeah. 
But like I think that's that that's what makes routine like very hard, and that's definitely something I need to work on. Mm. And I feel like if I had more routine in like my day to day, that like I'd be much further along in like my journey than I am now. Mm. But um, I think that you know no matter what, we're always at the right progression we're supposed to be at. You, you know, think so? I, I think so. We're all following a natural progression. I don't see why not. You know, it's like. Yeah. This well, this is just from my experience, from what I've just seen in my life, just how things kind of just happen to click sometimes, and like how other things kind of just will miss, other than that just makes something yeah. else click. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it may miss you, but it may connect somewhere else. Or it may just be teaching you for like the next moment. Definitely. I think that's kind of what life is. It teaches us. It, I like how everything is so divine. And I think everything's always going to be like that. Maybe even in our next lives, we have next lives. Everything will always be in divine order. Um, like, I feel like there's a higher self to us all. Something that is kind of guiding us through life unknowingly. Mm. And we may just follow. We may just follow through with whatever we think or whatever we just do. And what is meant to happen always finds its way to happen mm. or what is meant to happen to you will happen to you mm. it will regardless of if it's good or bad it will teach you something really important and you, you'll learn from it i think that when you accept um when you accept the fact that everything will pass that I, I actually kind of like that, how everything kind of goes. Yeah. Because you may be happy at one moment, and you may think, man, I don't want this to go. But there are lots of moments where I feel depressed. And when I think this will pass, it it makes you know, it makes me it, happy it again. It makes you feel better, yeah. It makes me feel a lot better. It makes me feel relieved. When I'm in times of stress, I just say to myself, this will all pass. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'll be at peace. And then I feel like everybody should know that we we will all be at peace one day. Mm. We'll always be at peace with ourselves. If we is that's something we have to learn though. We have to learn to accept and we have to learn to be peaceful or happy with ourselves. Mm. That's deep, bro. That was very deep. Oh thanks. Man, soul science. Soul science. My professor called astrology fake science today. I can't help but disagree. Mm, I think it's <laughs> do you what, what what are your thoughts about astrology? Um I think astrology is very, very I think it's amazing. I When's your birthday? Uh the twenty fifth of September. September. Libra? Libra. Libra. I weigh. That's your motto. That's funny. My yeah. sister's birthday is like the twenty fourth. Actually, it's weird. Yeah. yeah um, Do you know when the cutoff is? Like, there's a cutoff between Libra and uh, Scorpio. Scorpio or something. I really don't know. Do you, uh, check the book. Yeah, I need that book, bro. Yeah, I you got you. Your I got you. I got you. Bro? I got you. I got you. No, um, astrology is definitely a real life science, bro. I can give it to you tonight, honestly. Okay, bet. Just give it right but. I feel like astrology was used as a tool always, especially in history. Yeah. And maybe ancient Egyptian history, comedic studies, always. I think that's when astrology was used the most. And I think it's a very valuable tool. Well, it's not just a tool, but it it's a doorway to lot. It's a gateway to lots of tools or creations. You could use it.
Yeah, the universe is very vast. It is. 14 mil. Like research about some chakras. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I want to start dabbling in like chakra science. Blah, blah, blah. Why hasn't X hasn't hit me? We haven't talked. Well, he just texted me. So yeah. I don't know. He may get around texting you. I'm not sure. He was supposed to make some FaceTime cycle, but it's difficult in Italy because different time zones, whatever. No, but that's crazy because like I've been, I've been doing, I've been like trying to, I've been talking to you about that yeah, a lot. Yeah, chakras. I love chakras. Yeah. Yo, man. hold on. We need to talk because I've been trying to do a lot of research on things you you're claiming you do know a lot about. What do you What do you study? What, what do you read? Uh I don't know. I just kind of know about this stuff. Like, I heard about it from actually youtube and i was fascinated by it i saw like videos by ralph spart and then you know some things i was like oh well i kind of know this stuff somehow and like mm. i just started going into it like there's a lot about like crystals there's a lot of things like chakras and all that there's lots of books on this stuff yeah. and it's like i haven't really gotten too much into it but it's just something that i really was interested in i was really interested in like kind of transforming my mindset into like you know going at peace or the belief of like just balancing just being in balance or just being in unity with the universe and like it just it kind of helped me along the way it helped me um open my eyes and open up my mind to everything that's around me the second i started to learn about this or hear about it i started making observations about the world around me and about what i'm putting in my body like especially with food and how that has a lot to do with balancing your chakras or yeah. anything that the people you are around that influence you in just your environment and it really makes you realize that you are delicate as a human that you're delicate but you're also very very valuable and that we should never i think that by the system that we're in we are convinced every single day that we are not of value that we are not of as much value as we are and we are convinced that every day to the extent where we believe it so we do nothing about it mm -hmm. and we become these valueless souls we don't do anything while we're here. And I've seen lots of people go through life living, maybe going to a corporate job every day, just dying, not living their dreams. And that's something so sad. Wouldn't you want to... We, we're here to bring heaven to earth. You know, I think that's our mission. We have a mission. We're creators. We're very powerful. And every single one of us, all of us, is of huge importance. I feel like we're all, we have the ability of, I don't know, of God. We we have that coming through through us, everything. It's, so to see like things every day of how 60 people died, that is nothing. To see that people are dying every day, people are killing each other as if they don't value each other, as if we don't love each other, or if, as if they're not important. That It breaks my heart because I know that me individually, how important I am, how important I it is that I'm balanced. If I felt like if everyone was balanced, we'd all be at peace. If everybody knew that what we needed to know, especially about like spirit science, if everyone knew about this, 
I feel like it would be a totally different world, but I wouldn't want to spread a belief upon others. It's just, I feel like everybody should know that we're all value and we should all just love each other. We should love ourselves and we should just create a world that is heaven, that is peaceful, where we could all just love ourselves. Mm. It'd be an amazing world. It'd be a very habitable place for all of us. That's big facts. Yeah. That is. Man, that has me thinking about like um, ancient societies or ancient civilizations for whatever reason. So I feel like that's where a lot of this stuff kind of like, I guess, first reared its head, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I read a lot about the Egyptians and how they used to create, they used to create tools like the Ankh. I remember the Ankh and how it was like sexual energies and they would sustain it with the tool and it would give them a superpower. They would use these tools as superpowers. All right. Um, so... I think we should. You guys want to wrap it or yeah. keep going? Yeah, we can wrap it. We can wrap it. Yeah. All right. Um, that's episode seven. Word. Uh, Titus, our guest, a lot of wise words. Thank you. Hope to have you on in the future. Definitely. Um, good luck with your music career. You Thank guys will you definitely so be hearing work from him soon. Him and Felicia got a fire hit. I already know it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be fire. It's gonna be fire. Any last words? Uh, Excuse the pencil sharpener in the background, guys. It was great. It was great. Thank you, Avery, for inviting me. Of course, man. It was great to um, meet you. What is your name? My name's Robert. Robert, great to meet you. Very wise words from you, too. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. No problem. Thanks for being on. Stay balanced, people. That's the sesh. Yes. Put those chakras together. Audi. Peace.